Life is basically made up of a series of stories. Some are more interesting than others, and some we'd never retell. But more or less, that's who we are. And when we share our memories, rarely do we list a series of facts. For instance, it was 76 degrees that day, and I woke up at 729, and the humidity was 32%, and etc. We edit, embellish, and emphasize some parts, and neglect others. So is this a form of lying? I'm not sure, but it is a question worth considering. One of my favorite movies that looks at this question is from a director who is more well-known for strong visuals rather than dialogue, Tim Burton. We love him or are indifferent to him, he has a distinct visual style. However, since movies are not radio dramas but visual storytelling, it makes sense that a director who has a unique style would be an interesting storyteller. This movie that also has subtle layers to it, which is not something you normally associate with Tim Burton. So I'm fascinated to hear Glenn's thoughts as we talk about Tim Burton's 2003 offering, Big Fish, on Movies Will Save the World. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And I'm Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the 2003 Tim Burton film, Big Fish. Big Fish, yep. <laughs> Chris, this was your pick for the theme of uh, uh, best film by a good director. Um, I had never seen this film before. It was the first uh, time viewing for me, and I had a bit of a roller coaster journey on this that I'm looking forward to getting into, <laughs> but um, I'd love to hear, you know some of your thoughts why you picked it what you see yeah and and maybe when you saw it right well i'm surprised that it first i don't know why i was surprised um maybe (laughs) because you see a lot of movies and i i didn't i actually had we've never talked personally yeah off off the podcast about tim burton so i didn't know your feelings Mm -hmm. on tim burton even if you think he is a good director which i do um Uh but i I would say though I like fifty percent of his movies. <laughs> so. I, I, I think I'm there in the same place with you. I think you know that's been my feeling on Tim Burton. Honestly, it's a little bit like people love Tim Burton, and and it's a little yeah. bit how I feel about Wes Anderson too, which is he like both Tim Burton and Wes Anderson have a very distinct visual aesthetic, a, a vision yep. that they are trying to <laughs> yeah. put forth. Um, and there are times when those movies resonate with me, and there are times when I'm just like, oh, give it a break. Come on. Like, we've seen this <laughs> already, right? Um, and that's a little bit where I've been on Tim Burton, which is, you know, he's he's had a, you know, a, a career spanning back decades at this point um, uh, and has made a lot of uh, really great work. Um, and yet, yeah, I, I have always felt a little bit mixed on him and a little bit like I feel like, well, I know what I'm going to get. I'm getting a Tim Burton film. That said, <laughs> I did not that is not the impression I got from this movie. It did not feel like 
There's a lot of fantastical right. things in this, but it didn't right. feel like the formulaic Tim Burton that I maybe I yeah. just conjured in my mind. And maybe that's not <laughs> fair to him. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's I would I want to say it's the most un-Tim Burtony Tim Burton film, but that, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's true either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was gonna. I was going to give, since I said that for this, for me, this is his best movie. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to list you the Tim Burton movies I like. Okay. All right. (laughs) In no, in no, in no particular order. All right. So (laughs) I I just, so, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Obviously. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Never seen it. Ed, Ed Wood. One of his best. um, Bigfish. Um, both the Batmans, Batman one and two. Oh my! I forgot that was Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, those are those are like some of his earliest movies. Actually, it was the was like the first Batman movie. He came. He did. We have like, got to do the, first the next Batman. One, Pe- so there's Beetlejuice, and before yep, that great. was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Those are the movies <sighs> that he did before Batman. If that makes right. any sense in the world, it, which okay. I don't, it's a crazy world. Um, and then Mars Attacks. And Corpse Bride. <laughs> okay, we have to do all of these. The, this would be my <laughs> list also. Uh, those are all great movies, with the exception of, I have not, this is the embarrassing admission, I have never seen Edward Scissorhands. Uh, that's, that's the weird. one on the list that, that I've it, never seen. Yeah, and that's that's a good one. I mean, I like that movie. Um, yeah, it, I, I know. It's, a, it's, it's an early one. Again, it's one of my like wife's favorites. Yeah, it's one oh, of my really? wife's favorites, and she's always trying to get me to watch it. And I'm like, well, what about this movie with guns? There's guns in this other movie. <laughs> so, yeah. But I did notice one thing about my list. Mm. Um, it basically is the first half of his career, too. Yeah. It cuts off the last, to me, the last good Tim Burton movie after, there's only one after Big Fish. Um, I like. I liked the Corpse Bride. I thought it was a, yeah. I thought it was a good story, but after that, that like I don't like his movies that much. I mean, yeah, you can throw it, in he remember he also did a version of Planet of the Apes, which was horrible. Oh, no, he, he, he did the two thousand and one Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, is that which, him? Uh, Wait, is it yeah. is that the one with Mark Wahlberg in it? Yeah, exactly. That's the that Wahlberg movie. Apes. Is a heaping <laughs> pile of dog shit. Not ape shit. Dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, movie did you sucked. like it <laughs> well my opinion's nuanced no it's awful it was awful no, it is i don't know what i don't yeah so there's there's the only but it's kind of like it's really kind of after that movie all his yeah, movies yeah like ever not of the same i think of the same quality and i um, think and i think that's maybe is what colors my opinion uh, on him because right. So much yeah. of his recent movies, it's like the the remake of Willy Wonka, right? It's just like, right. we'll just get Johnny Je- Johnny Depp and and Danny Elfman will make the same score over and over again, um, and it'll be stripy clothes and crazy wigs and weird angles and like that's what I equate him to now. And I'm probably not giving him enough credit for the stuff that became that came before. It just feels like he's become almost a caricature of himself. Yeah, kind of a right and. But then he like what was his last movie? I think his last movie was Dumbo, I think. Oh, With Disney. Yeah. Well, that's that's a story that should be remade. I mean, that's not a depressing <laughs> story at all. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting. So yeah, so like, 
But the, <laughs> basically, the second half of Tim Burton's career is a bunch of movies I don't like at all. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and you know the remake. Why remake Willy Wonka? I could go into yeah. a, a you know hours diatribe <laughs> about just what an yeah. atrocity it is to even attempt to remake that movie. I don't care <laughs> if you're yeah. whoever doesn't matter. I'd be inter- actually right. I'd be interested in the Christopher Nolan remake of um, that. I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd have time travel in it. You know that it would have to have some sort of reverse time travel, <laughs> like in a dream kind of thing. Well, um, we'll, we'll the worst atrocity eventually. that that Burton did was the Alice in Wonderland, which is like. How could he yeah. screw up that? Oh, yeah. I mean, he he was born yeah. to make that movie. <laughs> and right? It, it's trash. And Planet of the Apes, <laughs> though, is is I, I will I will totally give you that. That is that's Might definitely his the, rock one bottom. of the worst movies, period, but certainly the worst movie he ever made. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that was, that was I, I, so drawing out Tim Burton as a good director, yeah. I think I can make a case mm-hmm. that he is a good director. And yeah. of of these movies, there's several that are outstanding, including Ed Wood, which was maybe my second yeah. favorite no. Tim Burton movie. Um, but yep. Big Fish, for other reasons, um, has resonated with me. And maybe that's part of it. It's not, maybe it's, you know, you know is it a masterpiece? Eh, probably not, but um, it's a movie that I really connected with and, and really liked. So I'm just... Yeah. Let me tell you my, I'll tell you my journey with this movie. Um, So first of all, we should just say like, this is a father son movie, right? Yes. This is, yeah. (laughs) And, and I have a weakness in my heart for father son stories. Like as, as corny Mm. as they can be, I always (laughs) am like, Oh my God. I'm like crying at the end. Right. (laughs) Uh, like, hey, Dad, can we have a catch? You know, like that. Would, yeah. That would kill me every time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. know. Oh, oh yeah, you'd have to be yeah. like a freaking satanic robot not to <laughs> cry at that. So you know, broad stroke story, right? So uh, Albert Finney plays the father, Ed Bloom, um, also played by Ewan McGregor as the younger version as, in the retelling yep. of stories. Um, his son uh, Will Bloom, played played by. Um, Billy Crudup? Is that how you say it? Crudup? It is. It's Crudup. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, you think it's Crudup, but it's actually Crudup. Okay. He's very really um, about that. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got it right on the first try. <laughs> uh, and then Jessica Lang, the amazing Jessica Lang as Sandra Bloom, uh, uh, Ed Bloom's uh, wife. Um, and there's other actors in here that we'll, I'm sure we'll get to, but, you know, yeah. the it's kind of a, you know, Father and son are somewhat estranged from each other um, because of uh, Ed Bloom, Albert Finney's uh, proclivity to tell stories and stories that everyone has heard over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) And his son has gotten to the point where he's like, Dad, I'm calling bullshit on you. None of this stuff is true. You've just spent all of your time telling these fantastical tales. Uh, And so, you know, this story happens at a moment in their relationship where there's, they're estranged, but then, you know, the elder father uh, at Bloom is, is, is dying or is sick or or whatnot. And it's sort of a coming back together. And yet a big part of the movie is the sort of 
retelling of all of these stories, and that's where Ewan McGregor gets into it as the younger Ed Bloom, going back through all of these, uh, you know, kind of fantastical tall tales that um, that the father has has woven. So, um, so my journey with this movie was really interesting to me, and I want to kind of unpack a little bit here. <laughs> okay. um, coming to it fresh, never having seen it before. Um, I'll be honest, the first time through, the first, I would say, two-thirds to three-quarters of the movie, I was kind of bored. Um, <laughs> all of the, all of the you know, sort of fantasy sequences with Ewan McGregor, yeah. They felt a little bit like, where's the tension? There's no tension here. Uh, He's just sort uh, of like uh coasting through fantastical situation to fantastical situation. Um, You know, and then we cut back at times to some really touching scenes between both the father and son, um, um, as well as um, uh, Billy Crudup, uh, Will Bloom, uh, his wife, played by... um, Oh gosh, how do you pronounce this, Marion? Yeah, Coat. Yeah, she. I was waiting for you to save me on that yeah, one. No, I was gonna. I thought I knew it, and then I thought about it. Now I don't know it. Yeah, like because like Cotillard? This Cotillard? this was a this was a super early role for her, and she's gone on to win like an Oscar yeah. and stuff. I mean, fantastic actress. No, she's she's um, great. I mean. And she, she's a really beautiful character in this movie. Um, yeah. Very, very, you know, warm and, and, and touching and engaging. But anyway, so there's some really beautiful scenes between her and the father as well um, right. as he's sort of, re, you know, telling his stories to her. Like, ooh, new fresh set of ears that I can regale you with my yeah, exactly. you know, stories of fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, I the first time through, I felt like... I was like, you know, in the fantasy stuff, I'm like, come on. I mean, can we get, and and then can we get through this? And then we'd get back to those scenes and I'd be like, ooh, this is more interesting. And then we got to the last, I would say maybe quarter of the movie where it comes out of all of that fantasy stuff. <clears throat> and it's the father and son reconnecting. And I won't go into too much detail. We we might get to some other scenes here. Mm-hmm. But the last quarter of the movie just killed me. I mean, I was in tears at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I've really spent some time sort of thinking about that and reflecting on that. Um, um, it was just incredibly moving, incredibly touching. And I'm sure we'll get into more of the details why, but... Um, that's why I say I had a bit of a roller coaster. And honestly, like it rethinking this, the parts of the earlier, the earlier parts of the movie that I felt were like, why are we spending so much time here? <laughs> they all get paid off at the yes. end. Like, yes, they had to be there, you know? Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was a wonderful movie. And for the first, you know, you know, hour and 40 minutes, I thought, I don't know what I'm going to say about this. And then it was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's interesting because I would say, all right, I think it, it occurred to me why I think this is my favorite Tim Burton movie. Because I think of all mm. his movies, to me, this mm-hmm. has the most kind of rewatchability 
because hmm. I had not seen it in a long time. I, I can't remember how many yeah. years since I decided, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'd like to watch it again. And mm-hmm. I think I like it each. I like it more each time I watch it because I because yeah. it, it is a very for Tim Burton. It is very subtle. He, he has yeah. he plays a very it subtle is. hand here. It's not mm-hmm. his like you know. It is still visually interesting and arresting and um mm-hmm. he actually talks about is i actually I, I did watch the version of it too which he um he does he does his commentary on mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. so some somebody's interviewing him as he, they're watching the movie together oh wow and he's yeah he's he, he's answering you know questions about not you know the technical stuff but mm-hmm. also questions about like both of tim burton's parents died while he was making this movie Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? No. So that wow. came up a lot in <laughs> in, in the discussion. Yeah, his father had I think just died when he signed oh on. Oh my gosh! And during the making of it, I think his mother died as well. So I can't imagine embarking on this project with this, this particular story, movie. Yeah, with that being and, so present, you know. And the question, of course, was. You know, was this cathartic in any way? Right. And, right, you know, right. Burton said he himself did not have a great, you know, I did not have a great relationship with my father. And we never really had that moment where I I, I mm. got to, like, kind of say stuff and, you know. So it, it could be that maybe some of that got right, worked out right. in those scenes, um, you know, bet- yeah. between, between Finney and uh, Crudup. Uh, I don't know, he, but but Burton did say that that was that was part of, you know. He said I didn't want to, you know, go overboard, but you know that was <laughs> yeah that 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 was that was definitely that was definitely in there. Um, you know, and you watch so I watching it after that is interesting too. Knowing that that is really interesting. Yeah, I I um, you talked about sort of rewatchability, and I want to come back to the other part, but. You know, I kind of scrubbed through the movie a little bit um, today before we got on the the call here. Um, And having the complete story in my mind and knowing where it ends, (laughs) a lot of those things that that felt drawn out and a little more tedious to me in the first going through, I was like, and here's this character. Ah, yes, this is where this person makes their entrance, you know. And oh, here's the giant, and here's the witch, and <laughs> um, you know, and and here's the town of of um, yeah, Specter, uh, Specter, right? <laughs> Very uh, aptly named town, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so I did, I did enjoy that more because it's almost like you know, I know where these points end. Uh, and so their significance takes on more weight kind of going back through and seeing it. But coming back to, you know, is it sort of cathartic or, you know, that kind of thing? I mean, I just feel like, <clears throat> I feel like there's so much real, you know, the, the, the relationship between the father and son as estranged as it is for, you know, the way that it starts. I mean, most of the movie is them being together out of necessity because he's having a medical emergency. Um, But those opportunities to connect, they just feel really like honest and genuine. And, and yeah, almost like 
Hmm. Maybe what I should say is this, like as fantastical as his stories are that he tells the father throughout, yeah. you know, the movie, there's almost like a fantastical version of, I hope fantastical is a word. Cause I keep saying it a lot. Uh, no, go for it. I'm with you. <laughs> but there's like, there's like a little bit of fantasy in the way that they come back together too. It's almost like an idealized yeah. reconnecting. Right. And so, right. yeah, I, I, I wonder if there's, it, it feel like a couple episodes back we did the breakfast club right and it's like these are the conversations you wish you could have had wish, and right. most people <laughs> right. don't and this feels that way too this is the way that you would want to make that yes. connection yeah exactly yeah exactly mm-hmm. no <laughs> because um i mean all of us have i mean relationships within family and parents are even in the best circumstances, you know, mm-hmm. they're complex and right. they're, they're things that you feel like you should say, or you think, or you wonder if you should say, and right. you know, you, you know, and you, you, and you, if you start to think about it, there'll be like, yeah, there'll be a, there will become a time or there'll come a time when I won't be able to say anything right. more right. To, right. to them, you mm-hmm. know, that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think, yeah, if it would, you know, would you do it or not? I don't know. <laughs> so we were talking about idea, yeah, the the idealized conversations that right. you know, like right. kind of, kind of the Breakfast Club had that, and this and this yeah. in turn is is kind of like that as well. Um, right. It's it's based on a book, which mm-hmm. I I never read the novel by the same yeah. name. Um, I think the book's called Minority Report. I think it's <laughs> is Albert Finney a precog? Because you know he does. Well, no, the witch is the precog, Wait, right? Because the you're, witch you're tells right. him how he so dies. So there is that element in there. Yeah, how everyone dies. I didn't catch where Tom Cruise's cameo was in this movie, but um, otherwise, it's basically the same. He movie. was played by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll have to spend some time on Steve Buscemi. He was wonderful. Uh, I know he's. He's like America's favorite actor. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. And, and Danny DeVito. I mean, it has like some really uh-huh. good people in this movie. Yeah. Um, you know who who have who you know per- perfect perfect for their little parts there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's based it's based on a book that's, um, and I guess yeah, Burton read the book and wanted to to do this mm-hmm. um i guess it but i guess it was offered to spielberg first i think who oh was really actually who's who was going to do it and then it focused his attention on some other project um <sighs> i'm and, trying and to think burton really nope. wanted to do it yeah i'm trying to think about what a spielberg version of this would be um yeah i wonder what would be um yeah, what would be different? I, I do know. Now, there's lots of interesting things I picked up actually from, I, I you know, from the director himself, mm-hmm. and like, and I didn't really think about this. I guess maybe the maybe it's only in, and maybe this is the reason. Um, almost all the effects in the movie, believe it or not, are practical, or just camera tricks. They're, they're yeah. not CG. They're not CG. They're the he. You know, like when it, that that scene where you see all those daffodils, 
You right. know, and they they went out and got like ten thousand daffodils and filled the field with them. <laughs> you know, or the cars in the tree. They're actually put, right. They put a it's car only in there tree. for like thirty seconds, but they decide right. to put a car in a tree. <laughs> you know, I think like, I think that helps. Um, it does. Yeah, I I think it it you know <laughs> I hate to say it it makes it feel less Tim Burton esque, but I think it feels less. <laughs> it oh, I, what I should say is it. It feels less of what I don't like about some of Tim Burton's movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, the fact that all that stuff's... Pra- and yeah, of course, all of the scenes with Carl the Giant are just probably perspective, you know, camera tricks to, to make him look way bigger look, than he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, even though... Um, even though he is... He's huge. a very large man, Matthew McGorry. So, yeah. You know, we often talk about like you've already said this is the this was your first visit to the to Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in the theater when it came out mm. um, because I normally did. That was yeah. that was at the time what I did was I yeah. went, if a, if the new Tim Burton movie had come out, I'd want to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was no exception. And at the time, I, like I think I came away with the same kind of experiences like you had with it. Like I was kind of like restless, like thinking. Mm. No, it's good but it's not like that and then and then i totally changed my mind by the end of the movie yeah. mm-hmm. um in in terms of the impact it had on me because i too was like you know it's like oh my gosh I just, right <laughs> that's that's really that's that's that it took me uh it it took me off guard i i would say that i did not expect to be moved yeah um by a tim burton film and um, so that that is the first time I've seen it, and I've I've recommended it to other people mm-hmm. before. Um. <clears throat> well, you know what's interesting here is I've mentioned it to a couple of folks, and everyone that I've mentioned it to has said like, "Oh man, yeah, that's such a good like." There's like this <laughs> almost like reverence for, if that's a word, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, for for the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I I wonder if everyone's experience is sort of the same. You just kind of. I like, mean, I know people that think like this is just one of their favorite movies. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, this right. movie connects with them even on a deeper level. Yeah. And, and maybe it's one of those things like, if you have a certain relationship with a parent, mm-hmm. um, seeing it played out in the screen and either. And maybe it is that. Maybe this is like I wish it would have ended with you know with such yeah. and such in a similar way, or I mm-hmm. could have had some resolution, or or at least come to understand that person, um, right? In you know why while while why why I while I still could, yeah. Um, I mean, I think well, that's one of the major. I mean, in terms of you know thematically, of course, we're talking about relationship of father and son Mm -hmm. but just two very different people trying to find you know to be real in their own way and to find common ground right and i think that's there there we're gonna have to maybe i don't know if we should do this now or later but we're gonna have to talk about two of the final scenes in the movie um but you know there is i think the arc that Billy Crudup's character, Will Bloom takes the son is frustrated and exhausted by his father's 
ongoing storytelling and almost like a refusal on the father's part to admit, yeah, this is just made up, you know, BS and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and he keeps pushing back on like, dad, you keep, dad, none yeah. of this is real. You keep telling us the same stories over and over. And, you know, frankly, he's got a pretty good argument to make when, you know, <laughs> right. the thing that drives them apart at the beginning of the movie is Albert Finney getting up at his, his son's wedding and going on and on on one of his stories and, and basically taking the spotlight and attention, yep, right? Exactly. Taking right. So, like, he's got a pretty... It's it's not just, Dad, I'm tired of hearing the same stories. It's like, Dad, you're making this all about you, and, and this is a time where it really should be about, you know, me and my new wife and, and, and that kind of thing. So, I get it. Um, but, you know, he has to make this sort of journey of accepting his father for who he is now what's interesting to me on that is but what journey does the father make like i'm not you know does do we feel like the father changes because the father it's almost like i am who i am as the father i'm gonna keep doing this and <laughs> to love me and to connect with me you're just right. gonna have to accept it but he does right he kind of he comes around and you know through this um you know uh <clears throat> challenging period of his father dying um decide i think what he does is he chooses to accept his father in those last moments um and that's how he allows himself to kind of say i'm going to accept this person because i right. would rather accept them and have this time with them than continue to sort of push them away and i think well i think yeah, yeah. go ahead no I, I i think i think it was will's ability to not be angry right anymore right. that mm -hmm. allowed him to yeah just to love and comprehend his father as his father is right um allowed them to share that and he was he was able to like yeah um but I do think there is there's parts of Ed's character too that will I think also had to learn from him and did not appreciate mm -hmm. about that that sure. they did I think they did reach a middle ground. I think mm -hmm. I that's the way I looked at it. For a mm -hmm. while I used to thought that, you know, right, like the, there was no character arc at all, you know, for, for, for Ed, he was just full of shit the whole time and people, lo and people loved him for it because he right, was funny right. and the stories were funny and, you know, but Will grew up his entire life hearing these. Right. But then, but then you kind of, Will too came to understand that kind of our life is basically made up of stories <laughs> and the substance between reality and you know exaggeration is is part of that story too i mean it yeah it's it stories maybe. and it's it, it stories and it's also i think you know to a certain extent to a certain extent we all have a choice on how we want to live and how we want to receive other people and i i I feel like his journey really is one of acceptance and acceptance being a choice. I think that's what can be yeah. so hard about acceptance is we think about acceptance as something's just going to change within us or we're going to feel differently or, 
there's almost like the acceptance that isn't acceptance, which is like, I'm kind of pretending <laughs> to accept this, but right. still really hoping yeah. that they change or it changes yeah. or whatnot. Right. And I think, <laughs> you know, you can see it, the point in the movie where he decides, I am going to give up my fight against the things in my father that I wish were different and meet him on his own terms, you know, and I'm going to let that go because what I'm choosing is our relationship and the positive parts of that over what may still drive me absolutely batshit crazy every time the same goddamn story yeah, comes up. You yeah. Know? And, and that's, and honestly, for all of us, that's a choice we make every day with, everybody you know what i mean right like right. for that for them it was like these this 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 persona or whatever that his father had um right. you know in terms of the stories and all that you know it you know it was it was a source of of growing mm-hmm. <laughs> just it what there, there's a line in the film that i i just love and it's uh, i gotta look it up because i don't want to misquote it oh here it is <laughs> We were like strangers who knew each other very well, mm, and I mm-hmm. and I thought like that's just like yeah. I under I understand exactly what that means. Yeah, um, yeah, you, you know, and and that's that's he. It was early in the movie he describes the relationship between his dad like that. Yeah, um, yeah, you know that they that you know they're just different people, but. Um, mm-hmm. But throughout, you know, whoever, again, whoever we are, I mean, we also basically edit our stories to one another. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we, right. we don't, we don't tell the whole truth about <laughs> ourselves all the time right. to everybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we, we have our versions that we, <laughs> that, that we tell people. I mean, so it's, yeah. I mean, that's what storytelling is, right? It's <laughs> right. It's here. Here's here's something that happened, but there is a way to tell it, which is going to be more entertaining, more interesting, more engaging. And you know, you may embellish some things or change up sequencing slightly, or you know, exaggerate certain things. But it's in the, the interest of sharing a story, and this the nugget of the story is still the same, right? The core truth yeah. or the core experience that you may be trying to um uh convey um isn't necessarily a lie but there is a way there is a storytelling is an art form right i mean god we're doing a movie podcast of course it is right but you know um <laughs> but i have always been fascinated with um verbal story storytellers you know and people who can really suck you yeah. in and 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 tell a beautiful narrative in a you know concise way that makes you you know, engaged and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so, um, and with that comes a little bit of like, eh, I'm going to change this a little bit because it makes for a better story, you know? Right. Well, or, or that, or that it, um, it emphasizes. Right. The parts that are strangely important. I don't, how much. Right. I'm right. Not, I'm not you, describing you, it well, maybe. No, no, I know exactly what you mean, right? You, the, you have to emphasize the parts that are the parts that are important about the idea or the story you're trying to tell, so that it's not just a mundane retelling of facts, right? Exactly. You're not just yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> that's 
it's 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 not we're just reproducing data. I mean, right. <laughs> I'm not just listening to my accountant ramble off like yeah. It's like this okay. quarter's earnings. Yeah, or... yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See, okay, hang on a second here. So, what do we think about that in the realm of accounting? <laughs> Well, it all started in quarter one, and, you know, we took a big stab at this one account, and thankfully we caught that fish, I'm sorry, client, and from there we were off to the races. But and everyone, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be a better better version? No. It's like that. No, no. Everyone in the room would be just tell me the fucking numbers, because I want to get out of this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but meetings would be more fun if they were more like good stories. That's the that's the problem. But yes, yeah. no, then, then our whole lives would just be but that's the thing though, our whole lives would just be reproducing data or of, about right, right. events, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was seventy six degrees and uh, <laughs> you know, the humidity was Wait. When I call my parents every once in a while, that's what I do. Yesterday I got up at seven forty five AM. I had some eggs on toast. The weather was, the weather in the morning was 46. Yes, my caloric intake was. That's right, yeah. I want to come back to, you know, Jessica Lange's character, um, Mm. Ed's wife, Mm -hmm. Sandra. And she, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Because she strikes me as, you know, she has already accepted yeah (laughs) for what he is and and throughout the entire movie she's not necessarily defending him right it's not a you don't understand your father per se but it's just sort of a like he is who he is and i love him and and you know he's been my you know my partner and husband for x number of years and she's there right she's already there where she can probably see you know, Will's perspective, but also is like, no, you're just going to have to make your own journey and, and get to the same place I am. Yes. Um, two, actually, <laughs> points that you just said that I wanted to address. Hmm. Um, one was that um, Burton himself said that, I mean, he was so glad to, he loves Jessica Lang. You know, she was, was wonderful like, he was, in this. He, he's like, I was so glad to get her for this role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said that she had the toughest role in the whole movie mm. Um, mm. B- because she really had, she had only so much space to work within. Sure. You know, she didn't get a ton of lines in this movie mm-hmm. at all or, mm-hmm. or a lot of screen time. And, you know, yeah. she's someone who's kind of, a you know, bit powerful actor who's, you right. know, com- you know, commands your attention mm-hmm. and that she had to be very kind of unselfish with her, her portrayal of this. Right. Um, and also, yes, bringing that kind of that that bridge between the father and the son without mm-hmm. making excuses for either one, right? You right? Know, right? There, there wasn't that's a, that's kind of a hard balance for a person for any person to take. Um, yeah, because I mean, she, yeah, because she cares about both of them, obviously, right? She's she's the mom and she's the wife, and 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 these two, you know, father and son are at odds and. She wants to love them both and support them both, but also like, you know, <clears throat> she doesn't feel like her role is trying to fix anything per se. No, no, you exactly. Know? She's yeah. just sort of like, I love you both. And this is sort of the journey that you each need to like kind of individually, um, 
walk down and, and I will be here to love and support you <laughs> regardless. But, you know, versus trying to get in there and like really push like Will, like you really need to yeah. accept your father. He's been through a lot yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which no, seems like it would have been it, an easier it, role to, to write or play versus the, the role it, that she does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it would take a very skilled actor mm-hmm. to handle yeah. that because it's it is the like i said burton thought the trickiest role in in the yeah. entire movie was how to how to do that in a con, in a convincing way in a way that mm-hmm. didn't seem like it was it was a written in a movie you know <laughs> like like is this would this be how human beings really act you know and that's that's always the question when whenever you have a movie that has fantastical elements like are people acting consistently like humans um you know and the, or right. does it feel just like well no it's this otherwise i wouldn't care you know what i mean if right. <laughs> if mm-hmm. i if i didn't if i didn't see her role as being well done it would be mm-hmm. hard for me to care about the father and the son i think a little right. bit so i right. think i think she actually had a very a very important part um in this entire movie and i think I, so too yeah. It it is it is kind of a journey. I mean, it is a quest in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, the father's right. the father's journey through his life, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately to be the big fish, you know. He <laughs> yeah. was felt felt like the big fish in the little pond. Uh-huh. But it's also, you know, Will's journey to 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 see through his dad's stories and try right. to figure out what what the deal is. Um, right. You know, as he's discovering you know, as he's discovering, it's like, well, there is some, <laughs> some of what my dad was saying was, right. There's, it's not all made up. There's, there's mm-hmm. some stuff here that actually happened. Um, right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one of, I think one of the most beautiful scenes in this movie is the scene between uh, Albert Finney and Jessica Lang in the bathtub, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, where, where, you know, Albert Finney's just in the bathtub, fully clothed, um, <laughs> yes, and there's just this fish. <laughs> and Jessica Lang, also fully clothed, just gets <laughs> in with him. And again, it just felt like such a sweet, you know, like we two are together. We are partners. And the way that he, like Albert Finney, like wraps his arms around her as she, you know, kind of lies down on top of him. It was just it's so touching. And I think, you know, anyone in, in love, you know, has, can recognize that expression on his face of just like, yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're home, you know, we're, we're together, we're in this together. Um, and at the same time, she is facing the fact that, you know, she yes. will most likely lose him. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, to keep and, that in the, and this in the is forefront. A, yeah. And, and it's another brilliant acting job by Jessica Lang of, sort of betraying that emotion, but also kind of keeping it in check for the purpose of this moment of connection and not making that, that moment about him dying, but making it right. about them being together. Um, that was beautiful. I'll, I, this, all right. That just shows you, Glenn, how smart you are. I won't get, I won't say that very often, but I'll say it this time. <laughs> I didn't hear that at all in the last movie we talked about. Because, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, um, this is why you, you you 
big actors get get their you know get the praise they deserve mm-hmm. um she came to tim burton through the some at some point during the movie saying there is no real scene between me and albert that's um, true that sh- like they don't they don't have any scenes together and he's right. like oh my gosh you're you know <laughs> you're mm-hmm. absolutely right so mm-hmm. they wrote that scene specifically under her guidance and oh, under her beautiful. Uh, under her advice and and that's, put that in there and it makes a huge difference you're absolutely does. right because it, it needed to be in there it it did need to be in there because you know my first re- watch through this when she when her character comes in i'm sort of thinking like is this just sort of the typical like stereotype of like the housewife that's just everything's fine everything's good yeah. you know like that kind of thing um <laughs> and you know is 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 the father you know ed just like well it's gonna be my way and i you know this is all about me and you know right. everything's about me and that kind of thing um and that scene is is the bathtub scene is is beautiful in that you see them really deeply in love with each other um and I think again, it, it helps with that. It helps reinforce the no, the notion of, you know, Jessica Lang isn't just like blindly walking through life and just everything's awesome and roses, right? No, she she right. has accepted him for who he is, and and um, and uh, you know, I'm, he has accepted her for who she is, you know. So like, um, it works to humanize that character a little bit more too, and yeah. actually, frankly, both of them, um, I think. Yeah, it uh, it does. It it also I think does the same thing for him as well. It's it's it, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it yeah. I think you use the word humanize. I think that's a good good mm-hmm. way to describe it. It it doesn't make him yeah. all the <laughs> just the blowhard. <laughs> yeah, just the blowhard, charming storyteller <laughs> from the south. Right. Well, Chris, in a movie full of incredible scenes, um, I really want to know what you picked as your key scene. I don't have any idea what I would have picked. But <laughs> let me hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's and essentially it's like like any movie, right? It's movies are scenes, but this one seems to be particularly cut up, um, just because it's you know these little vignettes that we get mm. throughout the movie of of mm-hmm. him, you know, his version of reality and. Right. What happened? Um, so we 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 you know received already a bunch of that in the movie. Right. Um, and so Will Will has I think it's a second opportunity just to to talk to his dad. They just had breakfast, mm. and um, his wife and his mom decide to leave those two mm-hmm. together. And you know, so it's <laughs> um, Ed, Ed's Ed's lying in bed, and like right. um, he 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 brings up the thing about icebergs, right? Oh, like, right. You know? <laughs> and so uh-huh. he says, he says, yes, I saw the only iceberg is you know he talks about there's a mammoth, woolly mammoth inside. Right. And it was That's right. Sent to, <laughs> sent to Texas. <laughs> and he's like, well, you should just start it out with. <laughs> Yeah, and then he goes. The thing about icebergs, Dad, and it's the scene where he is really trying to ex- help his father understand why he is so frustrated with him. Right, right. Um, that like, like it's just like I don't want you know. I would. He's like 
what did he say? It would kill me if mm-hmm. my I'm gonna have you know I'm gonna have a child myself, and it would kill me right. if he never knew me um, right. or that right. you know or any. Basically, he's trying to he's he's trying to pin his dad down and and mm-hmm. it's you know to get him. It, well, I think to get him to admit that you know. It, okay, what I think is great about this scene is the tension that it is. You know, is he trying to say to his father, I just want to connect with you? Or is he trying to say to his father, I, Dad, just admit you're full of shit. Right. And, and I, I want you to admit that. I think he feels, you know, Will, the son, I think in that moment he feels like, Dad, I really, really want to know you and time is limited. And I don't feel like I do because I yeah. don't believe the things that you've told me. And I just want you to tell me something that I can that, accept as true. You know? Right. Um, cause he's not there and, yet. Right. He's not. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I mean, it's not like a lot, I mean, it's not like this long extravagant scene, mm-hmm. but it was, I think to me, it kind of centered in on the, the whole point, I think of the, of what was happening, that, that dynamic between him, he articulated it there well, and we get, we it, get Ed's response. Right. I mean, I, I think you. I mean, that moment almost encapsulates their relationship in the sense that it's sort of like, there's not much time left. Let's lay our cards on the table. And I think Will Will in that moment is like, if I can just say what I feel direct to my father, he will almost give in, right? And be like... yes. You're yeah, right, exactly. son. Yeah, it was all yeah. you know embellishment and that kind of thing, and yet he meets like this, <laughs> this unmovable, you know, <laughs> this unwavering force of like, well, no, like these things happened, and you know, yeah. it's just like it's one of those like you just want to pull your hair out, right? Because especially from Will's perspective, because he's so convinced that his father has just been like. It's lying to him his whole life. I guess lying, that's what he but, kind of feels like. Lying, but I think I think he thinks his father is playing a game. And, ah, you know, oh, he's yeah. like, if, right. yeah. if I can make you realize the gravity of the game that you are playing is pushing us apart, um, I feel like I don't know the real you. <clears throat> and yet, you know, the father... It's like, well, well, you do know the real me because it's all wrapped up in these stories, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, it, it's, it's, I, that's what I think is interesting about that <clears throat> scene is because obviously from both their perspectives, they are a hundred percent right. You know what I mean? It, like it, they're, they're, it, they're, exactly. They're, they're not, they're not being, they're, they're not trying to be harsh or, no. Um, um, you know, deceive it, you know, just, you know, they're they're, they're not trying to manipulate anything. Mm There's just like, this is, this is really what I want. And it's like, yeah, I, that's exactly what you have from me. Right. Right. (laughs) You 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 know, and I think, you know, in super close relationships like this, right. With a parent and a child or with a spouse or a partner, um, maybe even, you know, siblings, that kind of thing, or very close friends when, you know, um, when one person wants something different from the other mm-hmm. and the other isn't able or willing to give it, 
for, you know, and, and again, like you said, both side is right. Like I have my reality, you have your reality and, and there's a misalignment <laughs> there. <laughs> then what are you left with? Right. And you're yeah. left with acceptance. <laughs> like you, you either, you go one of two directions, right? You, you say like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take some of this and maybe you'll take some of this, some of what I'm putting down and, and maybe we'll meet in the middle or maybe we'll, we will never meet in the middle, but it's still important enough to me to have this relationship. And yeah, it's one of the hardest things to do. I think in, in any relationship is to, you know, you get to those points where you realize like, no, we both just have different ideas. Um, and now what? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's no all of us think like well the world would function so much better if it would just see it my way yeah uh, like it's like for you know why can't you just see it that i'm you know i got it why can't you just see it that right. i'm right right yeah like, you would be you would be so much happier if yeah. you saw that i was right <laughs> oh one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves right it is the biggest lie that we tell ourselves. It is totally the, it is, yeah. that is the big, that's the big lie. Right. right. Um, is, is that, yes, is, is that if only the world would bend to our will, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, everything would be so much, <laughs> so much better. More screwed up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great so scene. Um, I, I, I love most of the scenes between um the father and son i i yeah. feel like they're they're very honest um it it feels yeah. to me and this one is no exception right um and i'd have to go I, back and rewatch some of this but i wonder if this is the turning point for will where he realizes you know he's not going to get what he wants <laughs> and is now because has to make the choice right because immediately after that after that discussion that they have. So Will then decides to go out and clean the pool, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And he's cleaning the pool, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, he sees this gigantic shape <laughs> move in the water. Right, right. Right? And so, yeah. you know, is is that a sign that, uh, you know, is, is Will just slowly seeing the world through his father's eyes? Or, you know, it's the first time that he actually has a doubt about totally well, maybe there's there's something right that right I'm, that i got wrong yeah that, and i i really want to talk about the last scene in the movie but i want to hold that for the moment but um but yeah you're totally right he's starting to yeah like he said question himself like doubt like maybe yeah. my my adamant position is you know maybe i've had some blind spots in 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 the position that i've held and yet you know i mean like <laughs> if i was him i'd feel the same way like dad come on stop it <laughs> <laughs> cuz then yeah cuz he goes then into you know he's going through his father's stuff and he, right. he finds out about specter uh-huh. the town of specter you know and like yep. that he that goes investigates of, the, the yeah. deed to the property and all that kind of stuff and finding out like mm-hmm. oh i guess there's there's you know, there's, there's a grain of truth into all these things that. So maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, maybe that's the sort of seed that, that kicks off his journey in the final sort of third of this movie of, of of doing the homework. I think it does. I think, I think if I, I I would consider that the start of kind of the third act is, 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 
as we start to have, mm-hmm. like, Will starts to maybe learn to accept his father more. Right, right. Um, or at least see his father's side a little bit, which he he wasn't before, and he was. I think I think Will was legitimately hurt uh, right. eventually, like where he felt like yeah, his father is just you know not an honest person, right? You know, or or something. So i i wanna I wanna interject a personal story at this point, um, yeah, because what so. My grandfather, um, uh, he died last year at like, gosh, 96, 97, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but growing up, my dad would tell us stories about my grandpa and my grandpa was a logger and a fisherman and, um, owned a restaurant at at one point and, um, you know, did a bunch of things, Mm -hmm. but he would tell, he would tell us kids stories about, you know, growing up and my, my grandpa would go off into the woods in the, for the summer for logging. And he would tell us stories about like how one time my grandpa brought back a bobcat cub that he had like <laughs> captured. And, you know, as the cub grew up, he'd like play with the cub, the cub with a welding mitt because it had freaking long claws. Right. Um, he told another story about how my grandpa, you know, at one point captured a, a flying squirrel. And brought the flying squirrel back home and how the flying squirrel would like climb up the drapes and then drift across the living room. Um, and, you know, we just heard all of these stories about my grandpa growing up. And, and it wasn't until I became, you know, probably in my 20s that I was like, wait a minute. Like, did that stuff really happen? Right. Like, right. come on, a flying squirrel flying across the living room. You know, in a house full of kids like that can't have happened, you know. Um, and it wasn't until, so my, my grandpa's 90th birthday, the whole family got together, yeah, um, back in our hometown, and we're all there. And I was standing around with my dad, and uh, my dad's got three other siblings, uh, you know, two sisters and a brother. So my aunts and uncle and my dad were all sitting around talking. And they were all retelling these same stories and right. adding even more detail. And you know, the disturbing <laughs> part is that poor flying squirrel uh, f- accidentally flew into a toilet and drowned. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, I, I, I realized at Wasn't that moment. Wasn't an accident, though. <laughs> I realized at that moment that no, these these stories were true. Like, because they were all telling the same exact details about what had happened. It was about, you know, siblings reminiscing about what they yeah. grew up with versus my dad telling his kids, you know, right. this, what, what could be conceived, you know, perceived as a sort of fantastical tale. So, um, yeah, that I mean, that was very much in my mind as I was watching this. Is like I've ha- I've lived this. I mean, not to the extent wow. that the character right. has in this, but I went wow. through that same arc of like, oh, this is a great story. Now I don't believe it because I'm an adult, and now I realize it really did happen. <laughs> so, so like for instance, in a couple of the the final. Yeah. Final parts of the film, especially the funeral, where Ugh. everyone is yeah. standing around, obviously oh, retelling the yeah. stories, right? And you fi- and he's seeing that oh, so much his his dad touched so many people's lives, yeah, and this re- and it really 
happened. Yeah, and that last scene absolutely just killed me. Like, I mean, yeah. I tried to rewatch. I like I said, I was sort of scrubbed through the movie today and rewatched some some pieces, and I got to that point, and I was like, "Oh God, here here come the tears. I'm going <laughs> to stop now." Cause I just don't know that I can handle it at the moment, but it's, it's such uh, the realization that the sun has that it's what we've been talking about. It's not a complete fabrication. Sure. It's embellished. The giant isn't 16 feet tall, <laughs> right? But, but he's still a very, very, very tall man, you know? <laughs> and so all of those little details that probably to him felt like indications of my dad's full of shit were just embellishments of, of telling his life story, you know? And the circus performers show up and and, and, and Carl the Giant shows up and and <laughs> yeah. all of these people, yeah, like you said, who whose life uh, he touched are, are there to pay their respects and... Um, I think it's, it is, I feel like that is maybe the most powerful moment in the movie. Um, oh yeah. No. Yeah. yeah for me it was <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, cause you have, well, cause the, the other scene of course is the, his, yeah, his, his description of like, like what happened, you know? That's not, you know, that's not how I die. How do I die? Right, right, right. And and and, his, and then finally, his Will's Will tells the story. Will Will tells the story like his father would. Yep, yep. And that's, I think, that's the point, right? So that's the main scene preceding the funeral. Is yeah, you know, it's like back to back that stuff. That's I know <laughs> it is. It is a one-two punch right to the it, gut. It, it really um, was. Oh, totally. Yeah. I guess. So yeah. So just you know, thinking about it, and that's where Will accepts his father. I think in that scene where where Will realizes, you know, this is the end, and I'm going to make that choice, and now I'm going to take on the role of I'm going to tell your the story of how you die, which is whoo, that's a lot to lay on a son or a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you see the same thing and and it's it's him telling it and and there's you know embellishments and they're like rolling out of the hospital in a wheelchair into like a <laughs> muscle car and they're flying all over the place and that kind of thing and then carries him down into the water and he turns into a fish and 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 swims away um yeah i those two scenes back to back are um i i think they're incredibly beautiful incredibly honest in terms of you know, the sentiments that the movie is trying to convey. Um, and yeah, absolutely uh, brutal if you're a sucker for this kind of thing, which I am. So, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the whole, the, the mechanism that makes this movie work, of course, is just the, just the idea of storytelling, and, right. you know, and you talked about kind of the art of, mm -hmm. of, I think, I think it is an art. It's, yeah. it's definitely one that, um, is always is has always been held um in esteem that mm -hmm. people who are good storytellers seem to you know be people that <laughs> you want to listen to yeah um you know and it's and, and culturally speaking we don't have as many opportunities to to do that as mm. maybe we used we used to mm -hmm. um i don't think it's because people don't like it i think it's because being a good storyteller is actually kind of hard yeah 
um, in my own professional life, I would basically have to tell stories like mm-hmm. every every week. Um, <clears throat> right. A, a, ser- a sermon right. is, is essentially you are telling you are you are you are telling and retelling a story, but mm. at its heart is what you're what you have. On the one hand, you have this very ancient, mysterious book, right? Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's 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 full of stories, and they're right. different, and they're and they're not all the same. There are different. Mm-hmm. There are some stories that are poetry. There are some that are plain history. There are some that are actually just data. It's a right. it's a description of numbers and, <laughs> yeah. and 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 who's you know begat who kind of stuff. Right. And, right. and then and then. Um, Jesus himself was a storyteller. He mm-hmm. told things called parables. Right. Um, these were not true. <laughs> he, would, <laughs> he would tell them to make a point. Are um, you saying that like, Albert Finney is playing Jesus in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you all right? Don't really blew it for me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just. Uh, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that in any good story, yeah. I think. Um, at least when you're in the role of like in, in trying to do a sermon, good, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> good. There's English for you. Like speak good. Like, um, what you're trying to do is touch upon a deeper reality that you're trying to connect what happened like thousands of years ago right. that actually has a deeper reality that makes sense today in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do a good job, somebody will come away from that experience thinking, yes, I can see myself as part of that story. Right. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, if you did a good job that day, that's what happens. And I, I think in a way in this movie, not, not that he's, no, I'm not saying he's Jesus. (laughs) That is definitely not what I am saying, but I'm saying that part of his, maybe I think that's part of Will's, realization i think he sums it up at the end and i I should have written the quote down but like that that the stories themselves become truths in a way i don't know how else to describe it well Um, and and don't you think that you know what what i'm thinking as i'm hearing you talking is that like people don't remember facts but people remember feelings and emotions exactly right yes and and so if if the point of telling a story is to try and convey like you said a truth or something that sticks with you something that you continue to carry um after that story is complete you have to tap into those feelings those emotions you have to make somebody feel something because that you have to exactly you ha- you have to ma- yeah you have to make that emotional connection or else it is it's just it's just receiving like I said, it's just receiving data right. other than and, that and will is stuck in the like the notion of what i know about my father is data but i don't believe the data that i've been told versus <laughs> right. you know the right. the the spirit or the underlying message or the feelings that he wants you know to convey and and for him to continue so and you know maybe that's part of his realization there at the end and, and, and well think about it like dreams right oh like yeah. if you remember a dream like you can describe like just weird facts right <sighs> right right but there there are often feelings behind that that you're you want you know you could say yeah, oh, yeah. and I, I i then had to like <laughs> get up and across the room Right. And tell this person something. Okay, that right. doesn't sound interesting at all. But then, 
but then there's this whole other context that you know the way that felt or like mm-hmm. something about that that makes it more I don't know. It takes takes on a different meaning. You, 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 the, yeah. the storytelling act is you're trying to add meaning just to the facts. I think right. maybe that's what a good storyteller mm-hmm. does. You right. know, and then we have like, <laughs> you know, a huge example of this in <laughs> in, in in Edward's life of, right. of just these mythic right stories that that it, in fact the doctor even says that he's like, well, do you know the story of your birth? he's like yeah yeah. like my yeah my dad wasn't there he was in he was in wichita right and it was like no his dad tells that he was trying to catch the fish that swallowed the wedding ring you know that was right and the doctor's like i don't know about you but i prefer i prefer his version version. right yeah yeah and that's and will's not there yet he's like well i actually prefer your version right because it's it's the facts so it's the exactly that's the real version that's the one i want right right um but is that yeah, I mean, so that's 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 the juxtaposition, or that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the the I think the question that I assumed was coming is is that better? And I feel like you know we all have to make that decision for ourselves, <laughs> right? Um, exactly. And frankly, the fact that we all like fiction and movies and and drama and storytellers and all of the other art forms that are essentially about conveying ideas in a, in a form of not just the facts i think that points to you know um what we value as a as a species and a culture right so, i mean because yeah. good good art whether i mean whether it's music or a painting or mm-hmm. or whatever i mean you want it to go deeper so that it 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 moves you it, it makes right. you feel something right Right. I mean, I think any artist would argue that's exactly what I want to happen. I don't want yeah. someone you yeah. know, just to look at a photograph and say, that's a nice photograph of a tree. But <laughs> to say like, oh, that reminds me of mm-hmm. this, or I, I feel I feel alone when I see this, or I feel life, right. you know, or whatever. Right. You know, you're you want right. you want someone to convey some something some you want to react to it. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's what art does, and I think storytelling is an art. Um, yeah. And not everyone is good at it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, Glenn, after experiencing <laughs> Big Fish, um, <laughs> and, you know, this is the first time you had seen yeah. it, and, you know, I've had, I have, have had only a, a short period of time to think about it but (laughs) did big fish save the world yeah i'm gonna say yes on this one this Mm, i don't even need to hesitate on (laughs) on this one i don't really have any caveats like well but if if, like i do that sometimes um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm ready to just jump in and it's for a lot of what we've already said so i'm not going to just rehash everything but just you know it's a beautiful movie the, the message of acceptance, I think, is something that is so important, mm. especially mm-hmm. in, in close relationships, and it is so hard to do. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like even my, my journey with this movie, this I had a resistance to it at first. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. A- and, then, <laughs> and then I saw the beauty in it and sort of huh. surrendered to it. I even had a moment where, you know, we in our last one, we did sort of the 
if you, uh, I could do it better segment, right? Yeah, right. And I had started to formulate thoughts because I had thought, well, I wish they focused more on the father and son. I felt, I felt right. those moments were so touching and, and less on yep. the fantastical stuff. But where I landed on that is if you did that, those final scenes would not wouldn't not have as hard yeah not at all so because it does yeah yeah i just i think you know the there's a real there's a real human it's strange to say this because so much of the movie is fantasy or 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 portrayed as fantasy i should say that um but there is a real humanity in it and you know kind of meeting people on their terms and, and, and us choosing how we're going to engage with the people that we care about. Um, and I think that's just a really important message. Um, and it, I, I struggle with this every day getting so stuck in my own, like, well, no, things should be different or they should see it my way. Or, you know, (laughs) this is obvious to me, all of those kinds of things. Right. You know, and, you know, and there comes a point where, you know, I have to ask myself, how much time do I want to spend in resistance? Because uh, that's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like riling myself up. And, and you know, I'd much rather be like, ah, let's chill out and, you know, just experience life and experience the world and, and those people that we care about, you know. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a beautiful story and had a really good message. Um, and like I said, any anything with a father and son absolutely slays me every single time. Um, <laughs> you could probably put some pretty bad movies in front of me that, that touch on those themes and I'm still going <laughs> to like fall for it. <laughs> no, I, I feel, um, no, I felt the same way. I, yeah. I, I thought, you know, on the, on the, on the one level, just, a, a story of two people that love each other that I have mm-hmm. a hard time communicating that care and love, I think is a, is a worth worthwhile story yeah. uh, to tell any, you know, mm-hmm. at, at, at any time right? as, as to see people, how to negotiate that in a thoughtful and, um, in a, in a, in a, in a real way, you know? Right. Um, but also I, I, I think in a, in a larger sense too just the theme of storytelling in our lives um is an important one and one that we yeah um we we do all the time every day with everyone and Mm -hmm. don't necessarily give it much thought to how that happens yeah Um, that's true and (laughs) and and maybe we should i mean maybe we should be maybe we should be a little more thoughtful about that my kids will attest to that because they are so tired of hearing the same damn stories from me over and over again. This is the other personal connection. No, that, no that's only I have that experience. You also cannot have that experience. I was that watching this movie. My family. I was watching this movie and being like, "Oh God, that's kind of me." <laughs> Not quite to the extent. You, like, I don't have the southern charm of like the drawing out <laughs> like you know i can't claim that at all so there's much less like charm or whimsicalness on my side it's just like just non-stop eye rolls <laughs> so really at one of your daughter's weddings you're not going to try to steal the show and okay <laughs> i'll say this i'm a little bit more self-aware than that so <laughs> i would say you are too glenn <laughs> Um, the, 
problem is, is I'm not going to change my would you rather, but we've already kind of talked about it a little bit, but I still okay. want you to answer it. Um, cause it's not a, it, I made no attempt for it to be funny or gross <laughs> or, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or anything, but All one, right. but one that I thought was a genuinely interesting question that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So would you rather in your close relationships with people, um, <laughs> people that you care about, mm-hmm. would you rather have them tell you just the facts or would you rather have oh. the stories <laughs> be, be infused with maybe not always oh. facts, but added dimensions of, of oh. meaning? God, why do you do this to me? <laughs> It's a good question. Oh. <laughs> I really want to know how you answered it because it'll tell God. me how to how to how to interact with you. <laughs> oh man, you're asking me to do some deep introspection on the thought here or on the spot here. Yep, that is a tough yep. one. God, I don't good. know. Like usually, I feel like I have an, a pretty quick answer to these, but um, oh man. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Here's my answer. Um, I love and appreciate good storytelling. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's a wonderful art form, as we have said. Um, I am enthralled by people who can tell a story well. But I don't want it from my close relationships. I want the ah, facts. Uh-huh. Huh. Um, huh. Uh-huh. Because I don't even know if I can articulate why, but like, yeah, I just feel like, you know, if I have to choose between those and it's like, you know, yep. <laughs> what happened with the car? Well, you see, there was a, a deer that jumped out. I'm like, just no, just I don't have 20 minutes to hear about how some, and I had to rescue that deer. And as a result, I had to drive up on this curb. So, you mean you hit a curb? Just tell me you hit a curb. <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I feel like in my day to day life, I'm so like, just like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What right. problems do we have to solve? Go on, that kind of thing. I don't have. Maybe it would be different if I lived in the South and had a little bit more time, but um, no, I'm, I'm going to go with, give me the facts, ma'am. Uh, yes, you are a cold-hearted robot after all. I knew it. Yep, that's that's about it. I held, I held on to hope for, no, I, 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 the, the reason I used that one because I thought it was, I thought it was hard to answer too. It's <laughs> really like, hard. That's what I mean, like. I really appreciate the other side and, and everything that we've talked about. Right. And yet that's where I'm coming down. Yeah. Because I feel, myself. you know, I, I think in the movie related more to will yeah. than yeah. Ed, you know, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think we all wish we could probably be a bit more like, um, uh, Jessica Lang's character mm-hmm. um, in terms mm-hmm. of having a healthy balance and a, identity of your own but right um but i think yep. we do we do i think in our in our interactions with people and how we choose to portray ourselves we probably we come somewhere along that continuum i assume you know what i mean right yep we yep like we're not we're not 100 percent one or the other but probably tend to be one versus the other 
So Glenn, I introduced you to Big Fish and what I thought was the best movie from a director I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. But as usual, we are in by no means um, <laughs> confined to, to follow up on one theme with another. In fact, we usually make a huge change. So I'm curious, Glenn, uh, what is up for our next episode of Movie Save the World? Well, we will be making a change. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this, I don't know if you've seen this. I kind of assume you have, um, but we'll find out. Um, this is going to be our first foray into the theme that I'm just going to call best martial arts movies. Ooh. Um, and we will see a repeat <laughs> performance of someone that we've seen on this show before. Uh, we will be mm. talking about the 2008 movie Ip Man. Oh no, I have not seen that. You have not. It's Donnie Yen stars. Okay, you, you'll I... remember from uh, Rogue One. From <laughs> yes, actually, yeah, and and um, the IP man. No, no, that's the movie Ip Man. Oh, that. <laughs> we gotta edit that out there's no way i'm going to sound that stupid there's no way i'm pulling that out i'm keeping it in (laughs) i can't screw you glenn Listen, listen, last movie you, last that is, movie. That is awesome. Hold on. Last uh, movie you schooled me on the fact that I didn't know what an anti-hero was and I have egg on my face for that. So. Oh no, no, you totally got me. So how do you say it? Yip man. I mean, I, I knew it wasn't the IP man. I yeah, just thought I, know, I was making I know. a joke. <laughs> oh no, that's a great movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I love, Yes. Oh, okay. and well worth our time. So absolutely, yes. This this would be fun. And now I'll. <laughs> All right, that is one of the funniest things I've done in a long time. Oh, you, is that you, going to be our poster to, for next? Oh man, you're allowed to embarrass me over that one, Glenn. You can tell everyone you know how stupid I am. Oh, hey, is, this is... this is what we do. Is we, you know, hey, we're all learning together, right? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, frankly, I'm probably not even pronouncing it right. So, you know. oh, I'm sure you are because I obviously don't know. You could pronounce it whatever you want, and it would probably be closer to mine. Oh man! All right. Well, <laughs> I just love that that pause before well, you said no. That's. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, while oh, Chris that's... picks himself up off the floor, thank you so much for listening to <laughs> yes, this. Thank you. Uh, as, we, as we watch the IP Man version of... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Big Fish was a wonderful movie. I'm so glad I got yes. a chance to see it. I probably would yeah, never have seen it if not for this. So um, I really oh, love talking about well, it. So, Yeah, it was, it was excellent. It was a great, yep. great conversation. All right. Well, join us next week um, as we discuss the 2000 movie, 2008 movie, The IP Man. <laughs> <laughs>